Welcome and thank you for joining us this Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. The past 10 months have been very stormy and have included a pandemic that is still ongoing, racial unrest, and now civil unrest. In order not to drown in a storm of bad news, we need to be still at times and listen for and look for God. The importance of looking for and seeing the needs of others is emphasized in our reading today. We will be exploring love and its ripple effect. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear God and Most Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunities you afford us to help you and your Son Jesus by helping others. Through your grace, we do not have to offer this help to ingratiate ourselves to you. Help us to have the eyes to see and ears to listen for those in need and to do something about it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you remember the award-winning series named Undercover Boss? I believe it appeared on CBS. It was a series that followed high-level executives that slipped anonymously into the rank and file of their own organizations. Each week, a different executive sacrificed the comfort of their corner office for an undercover mission to examine the inner workings of their operation. Consider we look at the parable of the sheep and the goats as a parable about a king who went incognito among his people to assess their behavior. The scenario is one of judgment, where the king has already moved those who passed his test on the right and those who proved unworthy on the left. The test consisted of reaction to people in material need. Now here's the reading of the sheep and the goats as found in Matthew chapter 26 verses 31 to 44. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, 
prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to, to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. I don't know about you, but I remember in school, one of my least favorite tasks was taking a test. If you remember, there were announced quizzes, pop quizzes, tests, and then that dreaded final exam. And I'm not, and I am certain a lot of us breathed a heavy sigh of relief when we were finished our formal education and were happy that our days of being tested were over forever. Well, guess what? We may not be tested on a daily basis in subjects such as reading, writing, and arithmetic, but we are certainly tested on how we're living as God's people. How are we bearing his image through caring for others on a daily basis? Part of the answer to that question may just well be, how good is your vision? Remember verse 44, Listen as I read it again. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? I don't know about you, but if I was to ask Jesus that question, his answer may well be, do you want my answer alphabetically or chronologically? We see people every day that are hungry, thirsty, homeless, spiritually starving, and so many times, myself included, we see their need but either blink or close our eyes altogether as we pass by them. I guess we would characterize these as the pop quizzes of life. Jesus not only preached and taught a new way of living, but he also was living and modeling this new way of life through his deeds as well as his actions. In school, we had to study to pass the academic test. The best way I know how to prepare for these pop quizzes of life is to read the eyewitness testimony written by authors that knew and lived with Jesus. This can only be found in the Word of God known as our Holy Bible. That is one unified story that leads to Jesus. The stories of Jesus and his acts of kindness are inspiring, and his endless love for mankind is contagious. Our example and our inspiration comes from Jesus and our Lord, who passed all of the tests that were put before him, including the final exam. You know, sometimes it's easy to feel like helping someone, even just a little bit, is not going to make that much of a difference in their lives. What we must remember, that others may witness that small act of kindness and be inspired to help that person or other persons in need.
So in that respect, our small act of kindness and love is not finite, it is exponential. Please allow me to share a story with you that I think exemplifies care for the least of these. I learned recently that young friends of mine had helped a homeless lady in our community. Part of the help offered and accepted was to invite this homeless lady into their home overnight, and they also shared a meal with her at their family's dinner table. When I learned of this, I immediately sent a text to my friend to let her know what a wonderful thing she and her husband had done. A couple of weeks later, I had an opportunity and pleasure to speak to her in person, and I reiterated to her what a thoughtful thing she and her husband had done. She had concerns, though. She was concerned they had not done enough and was still worried about the homeless woman's well-being. You know, it's easy to feel some sort of guilt because we're not or cannot totally cure someone's situation. I shared with my friend that we are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we share in his love for others, which makes us caregivers, not cure givers. We are part of a process, and we want to plant the seeds, but God gives the growth. And in this case, we have to trust that God gives the cure as well. What my friend thought was a mere pebble in the pond became many ripples of inspiration. Listen to these examples of what happened after they did what they did. Well, you see, the young couple that took the homeless woman in, they have four kids. Can you imagine the witness of what their parents did for this woman will have on these kids' faith formation? I heard of others in the community that responded to this because they found out what their friends had done for this homeless woman. I know of someone that was so moved by their story, he gave the homeless woman a gift card to a local grocery store. My friend's dad paid for the homeless woman to stay in a local motel over Christmas for four nights. These are just a few of the real-life examples of how one small pebble tossed into a pond of need can create many loving ripples of care. The love of Jesus is contagious and proves that bearing God's image does not go unnoticed. Jesus set forth many examples for us to follow, and now it's up to us as to how we bear his image and respond to others' needs. Let us pray. Dear God, again, we humbly thank you for your word and ask that we would be able to interpret it correctly. Lord, we thank you for your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who in and through his actions has caused many ripples of love to reach those in need. Help us to continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus until he returns. In his name, we lift up this prayer to you. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And now go in peace, serve the Lord.